Welcome to episode three of Can't Get Enough of Ya. I'm your host, Stacey Donahue, and this is a podcast all about young adult books, movies, TV shows, and more. Let's jump right in. So the first book I read was Before I Fall by Lauren Oliver. This was her debut novel back in 2010. So not a current release, but I picked this one because there was a movie adaptation that came out this year by the same name. So you know me, I love a book and a movie review together. Before I start this review, I have to say this is a very difficult story to talk about without giving spoilers, but I will do my best because I hate when people spoil a book for me. I just feel like, what's the point of reading it now since you told me what was going to happen? I like an element of surprise in a story, so I will try to minimize the spoilers as best I can. So let's start with the book. The story is about Samantha Kingston, aka Sam, and her clique of popular friends, Lindsay, who is really the leader of the group, Elodie, and Allie. It's Cupid Day at school, which means that you buy your friends valograms, which are roses with notes attached to them. Of course, being the most popular girls, Sam and her friends expect to get the most valograms that day. It's also the day Sam has planned with her boyfriend, Rob, that she will lose her virginity to him. Then as the day progresses at school, Kent invites Sam and her friends to a party at his house that night. Now, Kent was friends with Sam when they were younger, but he's not really in her circle of friends now. But a party's a party, so Sam and her friends go. At this party, someone shows up who is an outcast. I'm going to leave this person nameless so as not to ruin the story for you if you want to read it. So this person has been tormented relentlessly by Sam and her group of friends. She shows up at the party to confront Sam and her friends about the way they treat her. But her confrontation backfires and everyone gangs up on her and starts taunting her and throwing their drinks on her and it is a mess. Epic fail. Also, Sam's boyfriend, Rob, is at the party, but he is drunk as a skunk. So any lovemaking plans they had are out the window. But in all honesty, she was just going to have sex with him to get it over with because she didn't want to be scared of sex anymore, not because she loved him. So really, all is good. So to say Sam's night is not going as planned is an understatement. She heads home with her drunk friends, and I won't tell you exactly what happens, but Sam dies. Now, her overall behavior that day, and I would assume the days preceding her death, Sam was not the nicest or most considerate person. But she makes this snarky comment, quote unquote, but before you start pointing fingers, let me ask you, is what I did really so bad? So bad I deserve to die, end quote? Now, I would never truly wish death on anyone, but a good knock upside her head to knock some sense into her, I don't think is such a bad idea. And no, I'm not trying to promote violence. I was just beyond irritated with the character and I wanted to shake her and make her see what a shallow, horrible person she'd been. But she eventually figures that out on her own because Sam is going to relive this exact day seven times. And here is where I got rather frustrated. I didn't like the first day. I found Sam and her friends to be rude and malicious. I thought they badgered and bullied that poor girl for something that happened in middle school, which seemed so juvenile to me. But if I'm thinking like a teenager, it's possible to be that immature. It just made me crazy. And then I thought, here we go again. And we have to relive this day seven more times. Please let something change. And Sam figures out everything is connected. And no matter how hard she tries to avoid the inevitable, she's stuck in this loop. She even says, quote unquote, I don't know how or why I'm stuck in this loop, but the more I think about it, the more convinced I am that there's a reason for it, end quote. 
So she tries to learn and change things as the days repeat itself. And eventually, she makes a sacrifice so her death is not in vain. However, if the story did not end where it did, you would realize she may not have really changed that much, and that there would be fallout for the people left behind and severe consequences for others. So because of that, and reliving a day I could barely get through once, I have to say this was not my favorite read. There are scores of people who really enjoyed this book, so mine is just one opinion. This just was not my cup of tea. However, I tried to look for a silver lining in all of this, like, don't take things for granted because you never know how much time you have. Also, what you say and do has consequences and can affect other people. That whole saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, is such a lie. Our words and actions can hurt others deeply, and we really need to stop and think about what we say about each other and how we treat others. Treat others as you would like to be treated. It seems simple, but somehow it gets forgotten. Now, the movie, Before I Fall, like I said earlier, came out this year and is now available on Blu-ray. The star of the movie is Zoe Deutsch, who plays Sam Kingston, the main character. You may also know her from Vampire Academy, Dirty Grandpa, and Why Him? She's really good in this role, and the movie basically follows the book. There are no major differences between the two. I actually found the story to be a little faster paced as a movie, so it was not excruciating to watch, even though I was not a big fan of the story overall. On a fun side movie note, Sam's mother is played by Jennifer Beals, who's a famous 80s movie star from Flashdance. I haven't seen her in anything in a long time, so that was just a blast from the past. I think in this case, if I had to pick one over the other, I would go straight to the movie. You're not really going to gain that much more by reading the book. I will say I have read other Lauren Oliver books that I have really enjoyed. This one was just not for me. The second book I read is One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus. This is her debut novel, and it did not disappoint. The story is about five students who entered detention together. Bronwyn Rojas, Nate McCauley, Addie Prentice, Cooper Clay, and Simon Keller. They're all there because they brought a cell phone to Mr. Avery's class, and everyone knows he has a strict no-phone policy, and the five of them are saying that they got set up, but Mr. Avery does not care, and he says detention will be over in an hour. Suddenly, there's a car accident in the parking lot, which they all go to the window to see, and the next thing you know, something has happened to Simon Keller, and he is dead. And so the story really begins. The thing you need to know about Simon Keller is that he had an app, which he created sophomore year, called About That, which posted gossip in the school. Although it was supposed gossip, everything that got posted, you could pretty much guarantee was true. So Simon had enemies all over the place, and the post that was about to go out implicated all four students that were in detention with him in some unsavory situations that had now landed them all on the suspect list for murder. And so the four of them get their names dragged through the mud at school and in the media. There is no innocent until proven guilty. It's just a matter of who looks the guiltiest, and it changes from day to day. All four of them have had their reputations tarnished because people believe what they want. There are also these Tumblr posts that start coming up randomly, and more details about what is happening to Brownwin, Nate, Addie, and Cooper. Creepy things that no one should know except the four of them, the ones who are being investigated. And so the four start working together in secret to see if they can figure out who would have wanted Simon dead and who his real killer is. It kept me guessing until the very end as to who killed Simon. 
I had a fleeting thought about the person who was the killer that did it, but it was fleeting. So I would have to say I did not figure this out until it was revealed, which I loved about this book. I don't like it when the killer is obvious. I like a bit of a suspense or guessing game to try and figure it out myself. The story is told from alternating points of view between the four main suspects, so every chapter has a different voice. It took a bit of getting used to until I knew who each of the characters was, and then it was fine. The story starts at the end of September, and it doesn't end until February of the following year. So there's quite a bit that happens within that time period. Of course, I've left out numerous details and even a romance or two, but it's no fun if I tell you everything that happened. I will say this. It was a fun read as there were numerous twists and turns that happened that you did not see coming, and that's always exciting. I kept reading because I wanted to know who really killed Simon and was not really disappointed with the answer. This is a great debut novel for Karen and McManus, and I would certainly read another book of hers. And now for some entertainment news. to the party on this one, we'll say fashionably late, to the CW show Riverdale. This is a story about the town called Riverdale where Archie, Betty, Veronica, and Jughead live. Now I think this is why I was not originally interested, the whole Archie, Betty, Veronica, Jughead thing. But there is a murder mystery with the Blossom twins, Jason and Cheryl. I watched one episode and was hooked. Also, Archie's father is played by Luke Perry from the original 90210, which was cool to see him in something again. I have been binge watching it ever since on Netflix, as only season one is out. But season two will be out this fall in the CW, and you can bet I'll be watching. There's a Netflix original movie called To the Bone that I have not seen yet, but I think might be really eye-opening about a girl dealing with anorexia and her journey of self-discovery at a group home. It stars Lily Collins as Ellen, the main character, and Keanu Reeves as her doctor. The only other news I could think to tell you at this time is that there's a new Kingsman movie called Kingsman the Golden Circle, which is coming out September 22nd this year to theaters. This is the second movie in the series. The first was called Kingsman the Secret Service. Looks like the main cast has returned for the second film. Taron Egerton is back as Eggsy, as is Colin Firth as Harry Hart. On a side note, Taron was also in Eddie the Eagle with Hugh Jackman, which is kind of a quirky film but a movie I absolutely loved. So Taryn and Colin will be joined by Channing Tatum, Halle Berry, Julianne Moore, and Jeff Bridges. Quite a cast. So the premise of this one is when their headquarters are destroyed and the world is held hostage, the Kingsman journey leads them to the discovery of an allied spy organization in the U.S. These two elite secret organizations must band together to defeat a common enemy. The trailer's been out for a little while, and it looks pretty good. I'm definitely going to the movies to see this when it hits theaters. Also, an update on the Hate You Give movie. Regina Hall has been cast to play Star's mother. You may have just recently seen her in Girl's Trip. Russell Hornsby will be playing Star's father, Big Mav. He was recently in Fences. And Lamar Johnson has been cast as Seven Carter. I told you I would keep you posted as I found out more info about this upcoming movie. Now it's time for Stacy's Steals and Deals. Who doesn't love a good deal? So sticking with my MO as a Kindle junkie, here are a few good deals for Amazon Kindle Yabooks. 
180 Seconds by Jessica Park is available for only $1.99 on Amazon Kindle. Six of Crows by Leah Bardugo is on sale for $2.99 on Amazon Kindle. Paper Boats by De La Starry is available for $1.99 on Amazon Kindle. Georgia Peaches and Other Forbidden Fruit by J. Robin Brown is on sale for $1.99 on Amazon Kindle. The Problem with Forever by Jennifer L. Armentrot is also $1.99 on Amazon Kindle. And Love and Gelato by Jenna Evans-Welch is still $1.99 on Amazon Kindle. I posted this earlier on Facebook and Instagram as soon as I saw it was on sale. I'm super excited to read this one. I do need to make a correction from last episode. P.S. I Like You is by Casey West, and I said Cassie. My bad. I know it's bound to happen from time to time that I might mispronounce an author's name, but if I can correct it, I definitely will. As I see sales throughout the month, I will post them on the Can't Get Enough of Ya Facebook and Instagram pages so you can get the deals too. As you know, these deals don't always last long, so get them while you can. Let's talk about what's coming up next time and the books that I will be reviewing. The first book I will be reviewing is Once and for All by Sarah Dessen. This will be the first book that I read by her, and I'm really looking forward to this. The novel is set in the world of wedding planning, and it just seems like a light, fun, and end-of-summer read. The second book I plan on reading is, I bet you can guess, Love and Gelato by Jenna Evans-Welch. It's her debut novel, and this is supposed to be filled with romance, mystery, and adventure. We shall see if it lives up to the hype, but I think it will. Again, another light read to wrap up the summer. I will have a link in the podcast notes to the Can't Get Enough of Ya Facebook page where you can find more information about all the books talked about in this podcast. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Can't Get Enough of Ya. And if you want, you can email me at Can't Get Enough of Ya at gmail.com. I would love to know what you guys are reading or what you're anxiously anticipating coming out for the rest of this year. Also, if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be so great so other Yaw book lovers can find this podcast too. Until next time, I hope you feel the same. I can't get enough of ya.